Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates and they talk were about roommates. a new movie every week. This week on the show, it's season four, and we're talking about Men in Black. I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host. We can't both be Agent K, so this is a little bit of, I don't know. Cody Webb, Cody, how are we doing? You're great today, man. Another great intro. I think uh, we'd be better maybe with our last names. Well, Z and W. Agent Z. Yeah, I like that. But uh, yeah, man, very, very excited to be back. Season four, it's been a while since we recorded. I'm very excited. And uh, it's kind of funny, every season that we've recorded, uh, we've moved a little bit farther away. So, I mean, the intro is two former roommates. <laughs> season one, we were roommates. We were living in the same house. Season four, we've come full circle. And, uh, you know, I'm still kicking it in Indy. You've moved uh, not in Indy. You've moved somewhere else, haven't you? I don't even yeah, know. about 11 hours away to, to New Jersey. <laughs> I'm a Jersey boy now, I guess. I don't know. Let's hear your Jersey accent. I, I just saw Miss Marvel, and I was like, I have to live where that is. So I moved to Jersey <laughs> City. What can I say? I was compelled. Makes sense, yeah, after seeing that movie. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's funny that uh, every season we keep going farther and farther away. Uh, season five, you might catch me in, like, Italy or something. So. <laughs> I I hope I'm in Italy come season five. I'll be I'll be down for that. Let's uh let's get into things, Cody. It's season four. We got some new stuff, and uh, we also got some old stuff that we're bringing back. I'm excited to to get into it. But we have a new segment to get started with called "Defeat the Watchlist." Basically, where this comes from is, you know, I've seen a lot of movies. You've seen a lot of movies, but. There's so many movies that I feel I haven't seen. And there's a lot of, a lot of movies that I want to watch that you probably just don't have any interest in watching just because you're a hater sometimes. Like, <laughs> listen, uh, you know, there's some, some old, old movies on here, but basically I have a watch list on, on Letterboxd that's a thousand films right now, 1,118 movies. Um, and the plan is every week you're going to give me a movie off my watch list to watch. Now, there's some, a lot of different ways we can do this. We can sort by decades. So you could say, hey, pick a movie from 1970 that's a drama film, and then you can find it you know, by shuffling, or you can pick the highest rated. There's so many different variations. And then the next week, we'll report back, kind of give them a review of the film. And uh, yeah, it'll kind of be a cycle to get me to go through and, and watch some of these movies on my watch list. Now, last week, uh, not last week, last episode was the season finale and we had Jackson Carter on and, J- and Carter told me I had to watch two movies, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Phantom Thread. So I did watch them. Cody, have you seen either of those movies yourself? Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? That's what you said? About it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen Phantom Thread, but yeah, Willy Wonka is a classic. Come on. Yeah, I had never seen it. I'd seen clips, of course, and I had seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know, you guys were harping last week that Willy Wonka needs to be able to sing, but I mean, he sings a song, you know, it's, it's, it is an important song. I'll give you that. I've heard the song before, but like, he doesn't need to be an all-star singer to be in this role. I, I think that's just a little ludicrous. Decent movie though. You know, I get it's uh indentured servitude of Uncle Lucas. It's a bad look. That's all I'll say. Phantom Thread. Now that's a weird movie. Uh, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, incredible actor, of course, but just a weird character, weird stuff happening. Not what you expect at all designers are strange slightly better movie than Willy Wonka four four stars for that so but he, uh, but for next week Cody what should what should what should I watch how do you do it yeah well I don't even know well basically like do you have a specified watch list because I didn't go through that yeah I do but you can say you can give me a year 
and uh-huh. we could shuffle it. You could give me a genre. I could mm-hmm. list you all the available genres, action, adventure, animation, comedy, crime, documentary, drama, family, fantasy, history, horror, music, mystery, romance, science fiction, thriller, war, Western. Yeah, it's just a couple there, you know, nothing crazy. You but, can uh, combine them. You could. Uh, let's, we'll just play it by ear this this week. The next week, maybe I'll I'll do a little more sniping in there. But uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, comedy. Comedy. Yeah. Any any specific year? Two hundred fifty five films. Nineties. Nineties comedy. Should I pick a specific year? Would that help? We're we're down to twenty eight. You can sp- pick a specific nineties comedy if you want. All right, let's let's just pick a specific year. Let's go ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Two options. All right. Uh, Ch- chasing Amy or nowhere. I I think we go chasing Amy. Yeah, I feel like that's an easy choice. Directed by Kevin I- Smith. Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Classic. So enjoy that one, bud. All right, I'll report back. <laughs> now let's talk Men in Black. Wait, you're not even picking a movie for me to watch? I just I didn't think you would watch movies. To be honest. What do you mean? You don't want to pick a movie for me to watch? I feel like. Uh... Do you have a watch list on Letterboxd? Nope, no films on. No. <laughs> yeah, go see Nope, Cody. That's what I'm telling you nope. to watch. Okay. I'll do that. I, right. I want to be involved with the watch list. I think All right. Yeah. Go see Nope. There you go. <laughs> okay, go over. Tell us why you picked Men in Black, though. Why? 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 So I chose Men in Black. I mean, honestly, I just wanted to go for a fan favorite. And I feel like Men in Black is a is a well-liked movie. Do you disagree with that, Cody? No, I think it's an interesting thing to call it a fan favorite. But yeah, no, go ahead. I, I was trying to cut you off. No, I just think, you know, it's it's a classic summer blockbuster. We're kind of ending the summer. And honestly, this has been an awful summer for movies. We started out the year super strong. Uh, the Batman was great. You had fun, you know, uh, genre stuff. You had A24 stuff, everything, everywhere at all at once. You had Top Gun, which is a great blockbuster. And then in the summer, we've had like no movies come out that are really worth anything. Uh, there's been weekends where the best, uh, highest grossing movie was like the Dragon Ball Z film, which, you know, all, all love Dragon Ball Z, but like that's not a good look for cinema as a whole, I would say. Uh, so it's been a little rough. I mean, it's been one of the worst, I think, uh, box office wise since like 2007 this summer. So really not great. And uh, I wanted to kind of go back to the roots of a movie that was like super popular, you know, came out in the summer and, and, and kind of is that archetype of, of what we used to have. A lot of good points there. Um, I think the summer started off like really strong. And then like after the first few weeks, it kind of just died. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think like a bunch of stuff obviously got pushed back that was supposed to be released this summer. I feel like not really that much came out. I mean, other than like Thor and obviously I guess Top Gun is... You know, super I mean, that came out in like March, though. That was like the end. It's not even really summer, so I feel like there's really no like massive. Progress. I mean, Nope is the closest thing, and that movie just really didn't make a lot of money. I loved it; I think it's great, but uh, it just didn't really quite reach the same audience that it yeah. you would expect, I guess. True. Also, spoiler alert, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you said it was good, dude. What's going on? You trying oh. to ruin it? <laughs> <laughs> Saying it's good as a spoiler. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think Men in Black is an interesting pick. I would not have uh, guessed probably, give me 100, 200 tries. I don't think I would have guessed this movie for you. And uh, funny enough, I had never seen it before. So I, I think I've seen like <laughs> bits and pieces of it on cable a couple of times, but I never like actually sat down all the way through and watched it. 
So another first time viewership here on the pod. I, I respect it. See, this is why I didn't feel the need to include you in defeat the watch list. Cause it's basically just like every time we do this show, you're watching a new movie. You never know any of these movies, Cody. Come on. I mean, that's kind of true. But still tough. Well, I mean, let's get into it. Initial thoughts, Cody. Good morning, Vietnam! Tell me, what do you think? I mean, first watch. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I think I came in with a little bit lower expectation. Not completely sure why. But, I mean, yeah, the main thing for me is the chemistry between uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. I think it's actually very, very good. Surprisingly so, I think. I know. Tommy Lee's actually very funny in this movie, I think, too, which is not what I expected either. But, I mean, this is just Will Smith in his prime as well. Mm. Um, About as good as it gets, I think, from a leading man here. Uh, I'll go into it a bunch later, but I think he's great. Their chemistry is great. And then, you know, after that, it's kind of just like sci-fi mumbo-jumbo. This is like a comedy first, I think, which I enjoy a lot. Um, and then you throw like sci-fi aspects in there like this is right up my alley I feel like so it's kind of weird I haven't seen this before but overall I did enjoy it there's a lot of fun little like cameo moments and uh, there's some story beats I'll, I'll rip apart as well but I mean overall yeah good pick this is like like you said just the typical summer movie I feel like this will fill up the theater very very easily and uh, make a lot of people happy so I'm here for it you know, I agree with you. you. You mentioned it being kind of the prime of Will Smith and you had Independence Day the year prior and then you have this movie and dude's a bankable star and was for a really long time. And, you know, maybe still is. It's, it's hard to say considering some uh, outstanding controversies that we may talk about later. Uh, but I've just always kind of liked this franchise for some reason. I, I think it this is one for me that I saw when I was young. Obviously, this came out uh, before I was born, but the second movie came out in 2005. So it was just that like growing up period. And I remember like very vividly seeing the third movie in theaters. And it's like a a very like uh, positive theater experience memory that I had from me growing up and that being like 2012. And there's this Pitbull song in it that is just, you know, an absolute banger. So. Shout out to the Men in Black franchise, just all around. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, an unlikely duo, but an incredible one. And one that, spoiler alert, continues obviously throughout the franchise, despite how this movie may end. Wow. Uh, I think there's some just some really fun stuff, and it's Aliens. I haven't seen the uh, fourth Men in Black international film. Uh, can't speak to that. And personally, I, I don't want to watch it because I don't, I don't want to ruin any feelings I have. <laughs> there um i would probably i probably would have watched that one before this one honestly uh well chris hemsworth Tessa thompson but yeah uh that's pretty funny but i, I don't know also you, you spoiled the sequel for me so thanks for that uh i, I figured was- you would have known he's in the other movies like you've seen <laughs> yeah, the poster i think i think it's pretty interesting like at the end they kind of do like write him out of it like for the sequel it seems like they set up you know this uh coroner girl to be like the new the new lead or whatever, which obviously they didn't pay off at all. So yeah, that's funny. I don't. That's a really weird character, and we'll talk Is about she even it more. In the sequel? I don't think so. I said 2005 earlier. It was 2002. There was five years in between the movies, but it, it really seemed that they just kind of shifted and decided to do something different. The primary idea of the second film is he's got to go get Kay's help and get his memory back. 
kind of obviously. Yeah. Uh, Isn't the yeah. third one of Josh Brolin in it, too? It's, they a don't time, it's a time travel movie. The third one is. So oh, Wow. I feel like these movies kind of give off Star Trek vibes, um, which is really funny because no one's ever recommended this stuff to me. But it, it's got like that cool sci-fi aspect to it as well that I, that I really like. So that is weird. Yeah. All right, Cody, let's, uh, let's get into roll credits. Roll credits. Bringing it back from last season. Uh, I think there's just a lot of fun things you can do to talk about the title. I, I guess let's start with that. Cody, what are your thoughts on Men in Black? Is, is that a good title for this movie? Is it a good title for a, a government agency that's, you know, protecting us from aliens? <laughs> uh, in a word, I'd say no. Uh, <laughs> the, the title for the movie, I think that's okay. I, I'd say it, it's like mid um but for the government agency it's to literally so, be mib yeah I, I think that's terrible you're literally tipping your hand like somebody's like oh i'm in mib you're like what's that oh men in black well now they know exactly what to look for so you know not a great idea there but i think title wise it's okay um but i mean i feel like we always pick at the title a little bit like you could always name it something a lot better but what do you think? Would you go with a different thing here or would you stick with men in black? I think it's like a badass like term for them. But as like, like you said, as the actual name of the government agency, it makes no sense. Uh, when the aliens are literally referring to MIB, give us the galaxy. Like <laughs> what does that even, and it's weird because Tom Lee Jones in the beginning of the movie in, the, in that op- open, he's like, we're INS division six, which is like, sounds like a legit thing, but then they just, oh yeah, we're the men in black. Yeah, I feel like uh, that rolls off the tongue a lot easier as well. INS. I feel like it, you say, oh, this is MIB. We're here to, you know, shut shit down. I feel like that doesn't even roll off the tongue. Like, they're obviously trying to just do, like, a, a cool acronym, like FBI, CIA. But, like, MIB is not even a cool acronym. It, it's kind of hard to say. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Kind of- I just realized I did look up what INS stands for, and it's, it stands for Immigration and Naturalization Service. So that's no. why he said INS, because they were... <laughs> Uh, at a border control right yeah situation so that that makes more sense why he used that but still men in black dumb name all around good fact check though good fact check yeah we gotta we (laughs) hey season four is all about the truth on this podcast Uh, and uh i did want to mention something else for roll credits i thought it was interesting that will smith was not the highest Mm. billed actor i wanted to talk about this as well yeah i mean like i said first time seeing it and when was this released 98 97 97 97 i mean to be fair tommy lee jones was in a lot of good stuff in like you know early 90s late 80s so he was a i think a fairly acclaimed actor obviously you know everybody's got their stinkers and uh, will smith was a little bit more like on the rise with everything but i mean nowadays that's (laughs) that's just a shot in the dark like no chance (laughs) in hell will smith is ever going to be lower billing than tommy lee jones in a movie but i just thought that was really funny off the bat in the open credits well, my question is, whose movie do you think it is? Do you think it's Will Smith's movie? Or is it I think Tommy it's Will Smith's movie anyways, too. As well. I mean, he's the main character in my eyes. We don't open with him, but I feel like he does have the most screen time and like he has the most character development by far as well. So, yeah. At least according to IMDb, Tommy Lee Jones is still the highest build on the second movie, but then Will Smith takes the cake for the third movie. Which... Well, yeah, Josh Brolin's in it half the time, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if James, no? wait, look, yes, Josh Bullen is. Yeah. He plays young Tommy Lee Jones. Exactly. So Tommy Lee Jones isn't going to be higher billing if Josh Bullen's him half the movie. Hey, Emma Thompson's in it too. So there you oh. go. 
I think I might actually watch the trilogy now that I've seen this one. I, I would recommend it. It's a good set of films. One thing I wanted to talk about, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Interesting, you know, at, at one point, I think he had thought about even directing the movie, but then he decided just to executive produce it. But um, you, you throw Steven Spielberg's stamp on there, I think it, it at least says that there's something decent there, right? I mean, yeah, executive producer as well, I feel like is a is a big time credit. Um, I don't know much about the director anyways. Did he go on to do like- He's done, else? he did the whole trilogy. Okay. He's stuck with, which is kind of surprising, um, but really not a lot else. Yeah. Barry Sonnefeld. Um, he did direct uh, The Adams Family Values in 93, and then was a producer on Wild Bob West, which has Will Smith, of course, in 1999. But yeah, just not, not a ton of stuff. Some TV stuff. It's interesting. Maybe Spielberg did have a, a bigger piece of the pie than when, when kind of making the stuff. Um, yeah, I think it rubs off because it does give off, you know, some of the vibes of his other movies, but just like more comedy central, which is probably where Sonnefeld like was more comfortable. So. Yeah, I I also saw a thing that like when Will Smith, he was talking to Steven Spielberg on the phone and he like didn't believe that Steven Spielberg was actually calling him. And he was like, it was, he thought it was a prank call. Like Steven Spielberg <laughs> would never call him to be in a movie, uh, which I thought was funny. You know? yeah. Young Will Smith. National treasure. Our hero, Will Smith. And uh the other thing is, you know, the, the opening credits are, are a little interesting. You have the font, that interesting Man in Black font, that you, I, it's a little weird and thin. And then there's like a fly going through the air. It gets squashed yeah. on the windshield. And then you get the uh, kind of metaphor of, oh, here are these immigrants, these illegal aliens crossing the border. Oh, but one of them yeah. is an actual alien. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I kind of like it. It is on the nose. I don't really like the bug stuff at the beginning. I feel like that's smacking you on the head later as well. It's like, oh, you know, the bugs are coming for you or whatever. But the like highlights stuff, like it's kind of funny. Um, it is very on the nose. But then when he like peels off the the skin and the head's just there, I kind of like that gag as well. So the the joke paid off. But it is like, yeah, obviously this is we're we're making a, a statement here about something. But yeah. Let's move on to our next category, which is a new category. The good, the bad, the ugly. So we've kind of combined some ideas from some other categories. Stupidest part, can't act, can't act, favorite scene. But in just general, we're going to talk about the good parts, the bad parts, and then maybe a little bit of the ugly parts of the movie. So let's start with the good. What's the good, Cody? Yeah, I always want to start off with a positive. Um, I mentioned earlier, it's the two great leads. I mean, the chemistry on these boys is is actually very, very surprising. And uh, Mr. William Smith, I think maybe served an Oscar nom for this movie, not, not his more recent stuff. But uh, I'm sure he won a couple like Teen Choice Awards or, or whatever for it. But I mean, those two, if you don't have those two carrying this movie, I think it brings it down multiple, multiple stars for me. Because, um, like, the supporting cast is kind of non-existent, and you also don't care about them. So if, like, these two don't land, I think this movie's terrible. But, I mean, just those two, they have to have, like, screen time together, like, almost an hour and a half, I would say. There's, like, a scene at the beginning where they're separated. But after that, it's every single time they're they're quipping off each other. They're, they're shooting at stuff. So that is 100% for me, like, the best part about this movie. 
You know, I don't see any Teen Choice Awards, but he did win a Kids Choice Award. Uh, favorite movie actor. <laughs> he won the blimp. I hope he got slimed. He was nominated for Favorite Movie at the Kids Choice Awards. Did not win, unfortunately. Oh, MTV uh, did give it Best Movie Song and Best Fight. So shout out, shout out to this award-winning film, uh, Men in Black. You know, for me, I agree 100%. The do it the begin at the forefront of this is fantastic. Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, we've, we've, we've said it a few times. They're, they're mm-hmm. great. Uh, Will Smith especially is just incredibly funny. There's improv stuff. There's written stuff. Like just, he's just bright on the screen. And you just, you want to keep watching. Uh, on top of that, I think some of the effects in this are pretty good for 1997. There's a decent mix of like practical stuff mixed with CGI. It, it was kind of in that time period. There's people who worked on a lot of other great, um, you know, 90 CGI that worked on this. Um, so I got to give a little shout out to the VFX and then the score pretty good. Uh, Danny Elfman's score, you know, little, little funky, little fun, uh, keeps you interested. And then, uh, I got to give a shout out to my, the best movie villain from Alvin the Chipmunks, David Cross. Yes. <laughs> with I was a, gonna bring him up. <laughs> with a little uh pop-up role. And and we love that. Shout out David Cross. Okay. And uh of Tobias fame from uh, yeah, Arrested Arrest Development. But uh of course everybody knows him from the chipmunks. Uh but, yeah, when I saw that's like almost at the end of the movie as well. And when he popped up, I, I gave an audible let's go when I saw him. So yeah, big fan of Tobias. Cody. You, uh, what's the bad? Yeah, you know, there is some bad in this movie. You brought up effects. I think most of the practical stuff is actually very good. But, I mean, it was made in 99 or whatever as well. So, I mean, 97, it, it is dated. So, I mean, the big bug at the end, I was kind of like, this looks like it's straight out of a video game. Which, you know, isn't their fault, but it's just noticeable now. So, I want to throw it out there. And then another thing, which I did want to <laughs> throw out... Vincent D'Onofrio, we haven't uh, mentioned him yet. I think he's, uh, well, in a word, I'd say he's horrific. <laughs> but, but like uh, purposely so, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a tough role. Like it's not an easy role. He's playing a deformed version of this bug. You know, He spent like six skin. hours every day in makeup. Uh, he's, he watched bug documentaries to get into <laughs> the role. <laughs> interesting um but i think his worst performance is actually right at the beginning um his first his first scene that's like 30 seconds long he's you know talking shit to his wife he's you know got a shotgun talking shit to some alien i think it's bad bad in that and he, he's actually acting like he would in a normal movie but i did want to shout him out and then as well there's one other thing. Well, actually, I'll throw it over to you. What, what do you think about Vincent D'Onofrio? Just because, like, he kind of does the uh, the kingpin voice as well, a little bit, the deformed uh, version of him. And yeah, he's like, rah, rah. Yeah. It, there's a little bit of kingpin in there, <laughs> and I think he's it's like awful. doing like a zombie almost. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is a tough role. The way he moves, well, I don't like it. I don't like his movement choices at all. He wore like special braces on his legs that forced him to walk like that. <laughs> he was dedicated, man. He was well, putting the work. dirty at this point. But yeah, that was tough. But yeah, th- that was my main like, okay, like I need to talk about this because I feel like it's pretty bad. Can we uh, talk about the coroner character? Uh, just like poorly written. Just what, what, 
what is she doing in this movie? It's it's just unfortunate that the only female character they have is just whatever is happening here. Yeah, no Bechdel uh, test needs to be run for this movie because it's not even close. But I, I think the scenes that is most telling with her is, is at the end where she just gets thrown into a tree and forgotten about. Well, they the just they, they wipe her brain like five times. Like that is so <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> They're talking about that too. I mean, she's a doctor. She's probably got some serious like head trauma from that stuff. So yeah, I mean, just kind of screwing her career as well while they're at it. But yeah, and then she she's 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 playing it like hard, like conspiracy theories, which like you have to, I guess, but just strange. That that's like where the movie for me really slows down. Like when they go there and the cat stuff, like I don't know. It's just, it's just less fun for me. Like, I feel like they just needed a love interest because you have Will Smith in the 90s. But yeah, and that's there, there's like no chemistry there either. And they're not really love interests anyway. No, so. they're not. Yeah, but like they try and set it up at the beginning. At, it's weird. It is weird. And the cat stuff too. I feel like that's the most obvious like twist in quotations. Like they show the cat uh, like in the bag for like a long time. I feel like for no reason. They bring him to the restaurant for no reason and he gets away. They make it very clear he's important. And they like oh, edit. Yeah edit to him when like he says the it's on orion's belt it like cuts to the cat oh, immediately when he said it's on orion's belt i was like it's it's on the cat like you got to be pretty pretty dumb not to figure that out uh no offense to anybody <laughs> unfortunately they weren't watching the movie where it cut the camera <laughs> to the cat they didn't they didn't get to see that when they were they were in there it is also vincent d'afrio so i mean that guy's an idiot but anyway, <laughs> plot-wise, it is a little bit messy once once you dig into it. But yeah, the cat, come on, man, figure it out. Is Will Smith really an athlete like that? I guess so, right? That dude ran, ran with an alien. Like, he was... He, he, he had beat an alien, basically. If I it mean, was yeah. Will Smith versus, I mean, Will Smith won. I guess that's not bad. That's amazing. Shout out Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, what is bad is... Uh, his fit in the beginning of the movie. What'd you think about that? He's got like the orange tracksuit. He looks like it's holstering his gun. That yeah. is holding his gun. It's just tied up. It's I don't like weird that. because it's like a prison jumpsuit almost. Yeah. It, which is just strange. Like he's a cop. Like I don't understand why he's why he's wearing that. It's weird. If yeah. You, if you took away his badge like over his neck, you're like, this guy's a prison. Just escaped prison. Yeah. He's, he's, got a he's white, wearing it. Why not your shirt? Or he looks like he was in holes. He was about to... <laughs> That's probably where he was from. They they tracked the alien down to the holes farm, and then he just chased him to the city. Mister Sir is definitely from a different planet. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, John Boyd, he should have been in this movie. I'm bringing in the recast now that we brought him up. Tommy Lee Jones, watch out. Let's let's talk the ugly Cody. So. Uh, you know, at the Oscars a couple months ago, an event happened. Do we even care about this anymore? Like, I just don't care. Do I, I care? don't care. No, yeah. No. Do you think people care? Like, are there people that care still? I mean, the Academy probably cares, but everybody else, I don't think really cares too much. Because the thing is, like, even like the new Will Smith movies, they'll probably do better. He just got publicity from it. So, and I mean, Chris Rock's career, that dude has material for years. I mean, if if anything, you know, it's, it's, it's better for him. It's better for the Academy. Obviously it's an ugly incident, whatever, but I just don't care that much about it. I think it, it was a moment and it's, it's kind of past and I'd be okay if this is the last time we ever talked about 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's kind of good for everybody. It's good for the Oscars, too. That's a, a memorable moment. They can make jokes about next year and everybody will laugh. So, I mean, I don't particularly care. It is, you know, it was crossing the line, I think, a little bit. If it wasn't staged, which it barely, you know, could have been. I'm sure. I don't, I don't think it was Chris, staged. <laughs> I think him and Chris Rock could low-key be buddies on, on a low and be like, hey, you want a career revitalization? Hey, I like both those guys a lot, so... I, that's the other thing it's like i just like like both of them and i i think they're both great at what they do and you know it was an unfortunate thing chris rock uh, great and grown-ups slide back in <laughs> <laughs> the other thing i didn't want to talk about Star of jigsaw true true he, i mean he's in, he's in more serious stuff too i think he's in uh what like boardwalk empire and stuff not a terrible actor chris rock but uh the one other thing i didn't want to talk about for ugly uh i have a question for you corbin maybe i should have saved this for trivia but how many times is it possible in a movie for somebody to just get slimed? Because <laughs> in this movie, it well, happens a lot. I guess I did have a, a lot of practice for the Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, yeah. I also read that, you know, Will Smith hated getting slimed. Tommy Lee Jones didn't mind it. He was okay with it. <laughs> so, what a guy. you know, he gets, he obviously gets the big blue slime in the beginning. Uh, they both get covered at the end of the movie. There's the baby. <laughs> I mean, him getting yeah. puked on it, it, it's throughout it's probably a little too much i would yeah. say the, the gags it, it is that very like late 90s early 2000s oh we're gonna make like vomit body humor stuff but then like it's over the top and it, it's probably not that funny yeah i agree i think once you have the first two with the, the cop getting blue all over him i think that one's okay then will smith delivering the baby and then you know puking on him that's that's whatever once you get to, I think they were just like, okay, we made Will Smith do this. We have to make Tommy Jones do this now. So we're going to let him jump in the bug and crawl his way out. Um, what an I incredible move. Yeah, smart guy, but I don't buy it. I think I think that's big time ugly. And it's kind of just a production standpoint being like, you know, if we're going to make one lead do it, we're going to make the other one too. So I don't particularly like that. I think it's an overused gag for sure, but. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. They they were preparing Will Smith for the, you know, award shows, but he ended up not winning anyways. So it's kind of just a waste. What is the outfit that Will Smith is wearing in the final scene of this movie, Cody? <laughs> Wait, which one? It's like the weird suit with the turtleneck. Oh, the turtleneck. The thing, yeah. they get given their suit and they say, this is the only suit you will ever wear. This is Men in Black. We wear this one suit, standard issue. And, and then at the end of this movie, he gets his new partner and suddenly he's, I don't know what he's wearing. <laughs> he's beyond the law, dude. He can wear whatever he wants. You shouldn't be the one to tell him he looks bad. And guess what? They also did not bring that back for the second. Yeah. Well, I think they just brought the normal suits back, didn't they? Yeah, I just don't, yeah. it's like, it's like a Matrix thing, almost. What it's like, a, like, he looks like he's in the Matrix with the suit he's wearing. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. yeah i mean i i would i think will smith turned down the role of neo he did he did yeah, yeah. so maybe that he, was just a, a he wore out. this suit and he was like i definitely <laughs> not gonna do that two years later shout out to the wachowskis for his his matrix audition he just wore the suit he wore for that audition <laughs> but uh i yeah it is kind of funny how they set up a few things like a tiny few things his partner maybe a new suit Tommy Lee Jones retired for the sequel, then they're just like, nah, scrap it all. Like, those are all terrible ideas. Yeah, I imagine there is a world where, like, Tommy Lee Jones is, like, actually 
that's probably what would happen now maybe i don't know where like tommy lee jones doesn't come back for the sequel maybe he does come back for the third movie but they they do continue on the 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 next empire i think they're definitely better to have tommy lee jones in the whole franchise for sure like it's his character arc was kind of half-assed at the end too like oh we see him looking at this his wife like once and then oh a tabloid he's you know woken up from a coma that's about as half-assed as i get thing uh half-assed as it gets i think excuse me but uh that i am brett i am happy they brought it back to the sequence it's season four folks and i still can't talk so enjoy it but uh we're here for it <laughs> yeah man they erased like 30 years of this dude's life that that is quite unfortunate that's a long time bro i'm excited for the sequel and see uh you know him, him remembering everything so that should be fun let's move on to weird movie details trivia we're continuing on with this we're trivia boys we always got to have our trivia let's see if you can bring the heat for season four cody i got two questions how many you got got two as well and uh i brought the heat this episode uh, i'm gonna warn you but you you can kick us off all right first question which famous which of these famous people is not shown to be an alien in this movie Mm, a sylvester stallone b (laughs) danny devito C, Ooh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. D, George Lucas. Oh, wow. Well, the only one I saw on that list was uh, Rocky Balboa himself. Maybe Danny's videos in there. I saw like Al Roker, I remember. And uh, uh, whoever the VP was at the time, I can't remember. But interesting. Can you read those last three off for me again? Schwarzenegger, George Lucas, who else? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I feel like I would have seen Schwarzenegger. And Danny DeVito is so small. Maybe I missed him. Same with George Lucas. That guy's got a forgettable face anyways. I'm going to go with Schwarzenegger. It is Schwarzenegger. Good work. Yeah. Uh, other people, Al Roker, like you said, the yeah. director was one of them. His daughter was one of them. Nice. Uh, Newt Gingrich, I think, is who you were thinking That's of. Who, he wasn't a VP, but Newt Gingrich, I do know. <laughs> Anthony Robbins, even still Steven Spielberg himself and George yes. Lucas were, yeah. were in there. So a little fun yeah. Easter eggs good question yeah that is that's a great small uh you know detail there good get by you thank you i'm proud of that guess but uh my questions pretty usual (laughs) absolutely nothing to do with this movie but uh first off i wanted to throw it over to tom lee jones and his legacy and and, uh you know other sci-fi comic book kind of stuff so the question is and no options here it's it's, a you know obvious what he's asking but uh what color was the suit that Tommy Lee Jones wore as Two-Face in the classic film Batman Forever. Oh. Uh, it's like, is it a blue suit? <laughs> is it correct? It was, in fact, purple. Batman Forever. Uh, see, I, was, I thought purple, but then I was like, isn't that just the Riddler? And yeah, that's my he's bad. He's more green, I think. But he does have yeah. purple. But yeah, go check out if you haven't seen these suits. The Jim Carrey suit. and Tommy I've Jones seen suit. that. I've seen that. So but I guess he's the green with the mask. Oh, it's terrible. It's literally just like one color. Um, Batman Forever. Val Kilmer. You know, evidently he's got a good documentary. But that movie's piss poor. So <laughs> shout out. Also, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, <laughs> just his, uh, his uh, you know, script. His face oh, is purple. Batman. I wouldn't really say his suit is purple. What do you mean? What color is it? It's purple. 
it's like black. <laughs> well, the, some of it's charred off, but I think the other side was purple, isn't oh, it? Oh, the, the Too Faced side is like purple zebra print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like pink zebra print. No, no, it's perfect. Come on, dude. I did my research, you know. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Let's hear your second question. This is kind of like a, a multi-parter, so we'll go uh, through. This movie grossed $589 million worldwide. We're going to play high-low. Pretty good. Did this movie gross more or less than Men in Black 2? Ooh. I would say... Uh, Based off how they made a trilogy off it, I would say Men in Black 2 made more money. You would be wrong. Men in what? Black 2 made $445 million. Wow. Men in Black 3, higher or lower than Men in Black 1? I'm going to stick lower. Higher. $624 <laughs> million worldwide. I suck at this game. All right. This movie that came out in the same year, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, more or less? No, it's got to be more. Less. <laughs> $229 million, significantly less. Also, only showed domestically. Did not show internationally. The Jurassic Fugitive. Great movie. God, I love that movie. The Fugitive, more or less than Men in Black. Well, I mean, at this point, I should just go against my instincts, I would think. So I was going to say less. I'll, I'll say more. Oh, Cody, it is less, obviously. <laughs> it only grossed $183 million. Once again, it was only shown domestically. That was high-low. You were 0 for 5, or 0 for 4. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't bring that category back. But <laughs> no, it's good. I think uh, The Fugitive was probably the only one there that deserved to make more money than that. Um, the, the Lost World is uh, not particularly good, I would say. So fair enough. But uh, my second question is a doozy, <laughs> and you're never going to get it. Uh, basically, there's a specific actor slash character in here. Don't know the actor name, but like if I describe who he is, you know who he is. He's in this movie, and he was in a specific Star Trek The Next Generation episode where basically he's a traveler, and he helps Wesley realize his full potential. Um, so I just want you to tell me who this character slash actor is in this movie who was cameoed in The Next Generation. And it's a random person. It's not, it's, you don't know their name, basically. Uh, is it the guy that is next to the pug? The guy next, that's a hell of a guess, but it's sadly wrong. Oh. Um, it's actually the guy, so you know the guy who has a cat? Yeah. It's his friend. It's like uh, the big guy. Yeah. Um, he, he's massive. He kind of looks like an alien, but I believe that's his normal face. No offense to him. But, uh, yeah, good guy. That episode is a classic just because it brought along like all the Wesley hate because they brought him more on the forefront, even though he's a little kid. But the traveler, very cool character. He like passes out three times, then wakes up um, because he was just faking passing out. Pretty sick, uh, you know, role. But have to shout out Next Generation, the, uh, the first episode of season four, of course. So a big ups that guy. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, Cody. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Uh, you know, I will say that something the Men in Black does a fantastic job of doing is casting its aliens. Because I tell you what, the people they cast are people that look like they'd be aliens. That's true. I mean, the pug guy and that guy, like, if you look at them normally, you're like, that makes sense. He's an alien. There's, yeah. uh, there's a channel called Corridor, Corridor Digital. Cody, are you familiar with that at all on YouTube? 
for the VFX channel? Yeah, they do VFX. They yeah. recently did a VFX Reacts that did the Men in Black movies, and they had one of the guys who worked on Men in Black 1 and 2 oh, nice. um, as the visual effects supervisor. And he is kind of an interesting looking guy as well. And he appears in the second movie where they were like, hey, we just need somebody for this part. Who's somebody who looks like an alien? Oh, he looks like an alien. So they got him in there. So it's, it's, it's a lot of that. Like, who are the, who's the weirdest looking person you can find? And they're going to play the alien in the movie, which I think is great. Yeah. You know, if they're making a new Men in Black, hit me up, dude. That's all I'm saying. Hey, this is, we might have finally found our niche to be in the movies. <laughs> I found my calling in life, finally. <laughs> Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome to the Academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Returning from season two, the category that you know and love. Basically, you know, let's, I mean, we already talked about the awards, Cody. I mean, Kids' Choice Awards, Teen Choice Awards, MTV. This is obviously a well-lauded movie. But Well-decorated, I would call it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's celebrated by many, but maybe it didn't receive some recognition that you, you think it re- should receive. So uh, what, what do you think, Cody? Yeah, like you said, I mean, I wanted to throw some, some big time awards at this. I was thinking best picture, but I thought again. Um, I went instead for a, a best original song with a caveat from the leading actor. I mean, Will Smith obviously wrote a masterpiece self-titled men in black but i'll tell you what well, I mean, that's literally what the mtv award he won was best song exactly. best song. so there you go I mean, bring it back bring it to up. the oscars the mtv knows what's up the oscars need to start listening um but i mean with the caveat of from the leading actor guys dress in black remember that just in case we have a face to face and make contact the title held by me m-i-b means what you think you saw you did not see so don't blink be what was dead is now going black suit with the black ray bands on walk a shadow move the silence guard against i don't know who's gonna match that i mean there are some talented actors out there lady gaga comes to mind but i don't see her writing any any song as good as men in black like, so yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's absolute robbery from the Academy. I, I assume he wasn't nominated for the best original song. He wasn't. Yeah, which is also robbery. But, I mean, song-wise, I don't think you're going to beat that from a leading actor. I tell you what, that's a brilliant idea. It's not something I thought of. Um, obviously, I think it should have also won a Grammy as well, Cody. Uh, for me, I got to give this award for, like, the most New York movie. And I think it, like, captures an interesting, like, air of New York because it does the whole alien thing. It's like, well, of course, you know, this is where aliens would live because everybody's weird here and people don't like to notice when weird things go on and everybody just kind of goes about their life. And you also have like, even though Will Smith's not a New York guy, like just kind of like his interactions is like, first he's a New York cop. And then he's like, he's just there in this. I think he just does really well in that environment, in that city environment. And it's a great setting for a movie about aliens where in the original script, I think it was talked about like doing underground bunkers out in like the Midwest and Nevada. And I think setting it in New York and in a city that's so lively like that is, is really important. And you have all the architectural stuff that looks like spaceships. You have the tabloid culture. Um, I, I Shout out this most New York movie, 1997 for sure. <laughs> True. That is a good point, honestly, because I feel like New York has the rep of you know, you don't really care what your neighbor's doing. You're you're never going to talk to them anyway just because there's a billion people in the city. So there kind of could be that stigma of, you know, maybe like 100 of these people are aliens and nobody cares enough to notice. 
So that's a good point. I, I like that a lot. Um, my, and, you, and if this movie is not set in New York, then you don't get Will Smith saying it. Ju- it just be raining black people in New York, <laughs> which is a great that, line. That's one of his first lines in the movie as well, which is improv, iconic stuff. There, yeah, that would make sense. Oh yeah, isn't Will Will Smith from West Philadelphia? Isn't he? I thought he's born and raised there. No? I I think I've heard that. Yeah, he's a Philly guy. <laughs> so not a New York guy, but not a New York guy. Still fits the role. But anyway, my uh, my other award I wanted to give this. It's, it's a little bit more specific, sadly. It's the coolest small gun. You haven't brought it up yet. The cricket. The cricket's badass, man. Um, it kind of sucks, it, dude. It, can't really, it doesn't have good aim. It needs a little <laughs> thing, possibly. But, I mean, the little noise after it fires, I think that's cool. That's cool sound design. Um, and it also just smacks. Like, it destroyed that semi, which I think is dope. It's got big-time recoil. So the principles there, you know, if you made it a little bit bigger, maybe it wouldn't have like, you know, the, the dumb effects where you can't aim and it has terrible recoil. But for how small it is, I think it definitely deserves like the award for the coolest small gun. Yeah. Yeah, it is a cool reveal when it, you know, blasts off. But that, the kickback on that thing is insane. Not very practical at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why would you even give them that? It, it doesn't make much sense, but yeah. I, I just want to say this should have uh, also won best VFX. I know you were ragging on it earlier, but you think so? Here, here's the three nominees: Titanic, Lost World, Starship Troopers. Okay, Titanic should have won, but at least give it a nomination. I mean, screw the Lost World. Yeah, I mean there is a lot of VFX in this as well. So, I mean, Lost World. Well, I don't know. Like the Lost World and Starship Troopers also have a lot of VFX. It was probably a tough choice, but yeah, probably deserved a nom, I think. Um, just like it, based off the amount they had. I feel like you know lot. it did win one Academy Award. Can you guess what it is? This movie won an Academy Award? Yeah. Uh it's maybe sound design or something like that. Best makeup. Makeup. I Which guess is the just practical the, stuff. the practical yeah. stuff, yeah. So that, that makes sense. Also nominated for score and art direction. Danny Elfman. Yeah, that would have been a good guess, too. Art direction. Is that even still a thing? Uh, it's production design now, I think. Uh, nominated for production design? Interesting. Yeah. I like the Danny Elfman shout-out. I, I don't know about that one too much, though. They're all just wearing suits. <laughs> well, no, like the set design, not yeah, just, not just costuming. Uh, but the suits are great. Think about that car. They did, like, build... It's just New York. It, they built the Lincoln Tunnel, like, uh, or not the Lincoln, the tunnel that they drove in. They like rebuilt yeah. a scale model of it. It's like a one fourth the size of the exact same graffiti. And there, there is some stuff that they did in this movie for sure. Let's move on to our next category, Cody. Mm-hmm. It's a new one. It's a good one. Invite, fight, night. By the power vested in me by my father, King Edward. And by all the witnesses here. I dub thee, Sir William. Now, uh, this is, <laughs> you got to go with this here. Uh, it, it's similar to, you know, particular games, Mary Fuck, Kill, that people have played, but it's our own spin on it. Uh, so three people. One, who do we want to invite on the pod? Who do we want to have a chat with? Get them on, talk movies, have an episode. Who do we want to fight? Who are we trying to throw fists? throw hands with i mean yeah. who, who made us mad who who needs it 
And then finally, knight, who's our best friend? Who's going to be our, you know, our brother, our call to arms, our right-hand man? We're going to knight him as our, as our person, as our, as our knight. So uh, let's get started with invite. Cody, who, who do you think we should have on the pot? Yeah, uh, first off, great new category. I'm a massive fan. Um, but who do I want to invite? I have two people I do want to shout out. Uh, the first one was aforementioned already. It's Tobias from Arrested <laughs> Development. I mean, David. Imagine having David Cross in the show. I would just be, you know, naming all the chipmunk movies he was in. It'd be a great time. Uh, we talk about, you know, him being painted blue. I'm sure he did that for a long, long time to get that ready. But I think he'd be a fun guest, and he's just a really funny guy too. And then the other one, this is more the character. I want the talking dog on the podcast. Hey, I'm right there with you. Frank the Pug <laughs> is my pick as well. He's got a lot. Of- is one scene in this movie i believe he does return to the franchise as well no yes he uh yeah. plays a more prominent role in later films there you go so i'm excited for the sequels but yeah the one scene i got here was just tommy lee jones shaking it <laughs> like a rag doll in the middle of everybody which i love and uh i think he'd have a lot of interesting stuff oh to say. he's got a lot of stories to tell 100 percent. frank the pug easy pick now let's uh move on to fight now, I actually have a controversial pick here, Cody. Uh, I want to fight Kay. I think he's actually kind of a bad dude. First of all, he's just going around erasing people's memory left and right. He erased Will Smith's memory in this movie. He's also, he, that poor girl, the poor coroner, he erased her memory like 20 times. He is just, you know, he's a government official with no oversight. And I, I really think he needs to be reined in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up the alien people that have uh, suffered under the tyranny and brutality of agent K. Hey, I'm here for it. I, I back it completely. <laughs> I mean, the thing with that corner as well is like, he knew what he was doing he just waits for the bodies to get there. And then he swoops in and is like, Oh, you know, thanks for cutting these people up. Now I'm going to do my business. So yeah. And Not also like guy. the thing is most of the time is they like erase the people's memory and then they leave and somebody comes in and redoes it. So he doesn't even do it well. Yeah. Terrible. So I'm, I'm probably, throwing hands with K. That's probably why you're retired. I'm probably uh, taking my money on K there for me. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is a badass. What, what <laughs> He's also got guns and stuff. But uh, who I want to fight, I, I kept it obvious. I want the non-bug Vincent in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, uh, how I imagine it's going down, I just like, you know, break his windshield of his car or something. He comes out, you know, yelling obscenities, and then you know the truck he loves more than his wife, a lot more. But uh, yeah, but we're going to town after that. This guy, he's got like such a punchable face in this movie too. I think. <laughs> he's only like that part of him is only in it for thirty seconds, and I already hate the guy. So yeah, he, he deserves what's coming to him now. Yeah, solid pick right there. Thank now you. let's uh, let's move on to who do we want to knight? And for me, this is an obvious pick. I got to go with my main man, Agent J. I mean. Yeah. I would love to hang out with this guy. Uh, he's a character. I'd be cracking up. And uh, also, we could fight some badass aliens and stuff. So, Agent J is definitely the dude to have by your side. That was 100% who I picked as well. Uh, Will, I mean, Will Smith in this character, I actually might think is prime Will Smith. And that's saying a lot. Uh, I mean, Jay, he's just so cool. Like, I feel like we could just chill. We could go out, fight some aliens. And it would all just be, like, nonchalant for him. And, uh, you know, the quips as well. I think throughout the movie, I mean, it, it is a bit quippy, but I think I chuckled pretty much every joke he made, which uh, I think is not that relevant with Will Smith. So shout out Jay, funny dude. And uh, yeah, he's, he's my easy night pick as well. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, we, I would have invited him on the pod, but honestly, we can't have somebody that that's mu- that much funnier than us on True. here. It's just, it'd be bad be for like, business. That charismatic, you know, <laughs> it's not fair. But that's a fun one. I like the category. All right, let's move on to the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. The classic category. We are the recasting kings. Uh, check out the results of the recast draft that we did yeah. for our season finale. Uh, surprisingly, everybody got at least one pick in. Uh, I think Jackson only had one total pick, but everyone else had two. So yeah, shout, out, shout out to us for being good recasters. Let's uh, recast somebody in this movie, though. And uh, first, I want to just bring up a what if, Cody. Mm-hmm. Agent J, no Will Smith. What if... In 1997, they said, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't like it at all. You know, you were just talking about, you know, we're good recasters. Then you're throwing out <laughs> David Schwimmer on the first one. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't like it either, Cody. I think it's terrible. Uh, it, it was something that was thought of at the time, uh, though, and almost happened. Uh, Personally, I am so glad it did not because this movie would be awful. <laughs> I think you're just walking back on it now. I think you actually wanted David. I Schwimmer. hate friends. No, no, no. I, that's true. It's a terrible thing. I think it's overrated. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. I think that's a terrible pick. Bad pick, bad pick. Uh, my, my real pick, though, and this, uh, this definitely turns it into a different movie. I will admit that 100%. Yeah. But maybe it's a movie I like. So maybe we get a spinoff or in 1998, they make a different movie. That's the same thing, but let's have Harrison Ford take Tommy Lee Jones's role as the old mentor. You know, he's not going to be as funny, but Harrison Ford, come on. He's also I mean, the, yeah. the coolest guy of all time. True. And you're just um, swapping out people. Swapping the fugitives. <laughs> the fugitives. So I, I like that connection as well, but yeah, I think Harrison Ford can do comedy a little bit. I think it would be a different movie, like you said. But, I mean, this is the 90s. Harrison Ford was still trying. So, I'm here Harrison for Ford doesn't laugh at himself, I think, which is, is a problem in this movie. Like, is Harrison Ford getting gooed? Probably not. No, uh, they, they probably put Will Smith in the bug and Harrison <laughs> fighting him, honestly. Yeah. So, it, it would be a different movie, but I do like that pick. My strategy in this basically, I'm going full meta in this recast. I'm being honest. Um, I wanted to replace both the leads, okay, because those aren't really the only two, you know, prominent roles in this movie. You replace anyone else, and it's just a cop out. I mean, and and I'm bringing it to modern times, just throwing that out there as well. So, for and I went one guys and one girls duo. So, for the guys, uh, for Jay, I want Oscar Isaac, uh, you know, maybe a little annihilation recency bias but i love that guy. give that guy every role um and then maybe a little k, old though yeah you haven't heard my k though it's okay. uh it's it's dave batista of course <laughs> this guy's showing him the ropes he's been around you know when you see dave batista he's been around these aliens for a long long time he knows everything there is and he's going to teach oscar isaac the ropes um and you can't really ask for a better mentor so, like I said, I'm going full match to start the season here. But you give me that duo in any sort of movie, I'm going to watch it. So, in this role, I think it's perfect. That's okay. Let's move on. What's your, uh, what, are, what are your two ladies one? I, I imagine it'll be much better. Yeah, my female duo, I do like it a little bit better. I'm not going to lie to you. And it does actually bring back uh, Tessa Thompson um, 
from Manabak International, obviously, but she's going to be my J. I think. Well, I don't know if she's if she plays a similar role to Jay in that movie. I assume she uh, does. I think she is. I think Hemsworth yeah. is the entry point. Yeah, so I, I think that's good casting there. So we'll kind of keep that. And then for my K, I want, uh, of course, Zazie Beats. Um, you know, maybe she isn't old enough yet, but I think she does have that experience. I think Tessa Thompson is probably older than her, to be completely honest. But this is fresh blood. We don't really care about the age crap. I was going to cast like Meryl Streep, but that doesn't make sense. So we're throwing Zazzy Beats in. I think these two chemistry-wise would match what Tommy Lee and, you know, Will Smith bring to the table, sort of have that camaraderie where, you know, they can bounce jokes off of each other as well. So, yeah, Tess Thompson, Zazzy Beats, that's a hell of a do in my eyes. So I would love to see that movie. I think they'd be an incredible duo. Of course, you're just going back to your classic, let's just pick Zazie Beats for everything <laughs> now. Uh, it's season four, Cody. We need a new Zazie Beach slash Dave Bautista oh. slash, you know, whatever. Uh, so you're going to have to work on that. Maybe David I, Cross is my new one. Oh, hey, not bad. Uh, I will say Tessa Thompson is seven years older than yeah. <laughs> Zazie Beats. Uh, but if we're not going to do the JK, like archetype mentor thing, I would love to see them in a buddy cop movie or a buddy something. Them, like, honestly, even like a heist movie or like a run on the run, like those two would be fantastic. I would love that. I agree. I don't have any other picks, so let's okay. move on to our rating. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? So David Schwimmer was one of your picks. No, he was... <laughs> I only had one pick, Harrison Ford. <laughs> you think I wanted Harrison Ford and David Schwimmer together? Yeah, I hope not, but it's possible. What's your rating, Cody? Out of 69, of course. Yeah, th- this is a tough one. I, I mean, this is definitely going to go in like my middle tier stuff. Um, I don't think it's at the 60 mark for me by any means. But I'm thinking like, I don't know, mid 50s. I think I'm going to go with 56 out of 69. I think that's pretty respectable. I think that's a pretty good rating for me. And uh, I did enjoy this movie enough to be like, I will watch the sequels. So respect, man. I, I did not expect this coming in. But yeah, I'll go 56. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you had a great time. I guess I'll I didn't have this, as man. good of a time because I'm not going to rate the movie as high as you did. But of course, you never do. I do like this movie a lot. Uh, for me, though, it is kind of just like still... Like it's one I enjoy, but it's not, I don't think it's like that great or like that amazing of a movie. It's not like a great film. Yeah, it's like a three and a half star for me. So I'm going to give it 48 out of 69, uh, which, you know, it's decent. Uh, It's in like the fast five area for me. And uh, honestly, I think it's in the fast five area for you too, because I think you gave fast five like a. No, I gave fast five like a 61. 61. So yeah. Yeah. This movie's nowhere near fast five. What are you uh, talking about? Not as good. So for a show score of 52 for our first one of season four, that was Men in Black, Cody. That was fun. That was a good episode, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's probably like a three and a half star movie for me as well. We just have different ratings out of 69 for some reason. Yeah, good little flick to start off season, I think. Your, your bell curve is a little strange or something, I guess. It is. Doesn't make much sense math-wise, but in my head, it all makes sense. You know, it's season four, but... We can keep some things going from season three. Time for We Have a Podgorithm. Wow, oh, wow. We're bringing it back? We're bringing it back. Season four. Season four. <laughs> we don't have to don't kill know. it. I don't know if I'm going to do that all season. That's not work. Um, the movie today is Ice Age. Oh, interesting. 
interesting one. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You know what? Ice Age, I saw it for the first time. I don't even know. I think I was in like my grandparents' you know, basement or something. They turned on Ice Age. It scared me a little bit as a kid. I'm not going to lie. When the saber tooth guy like turns on him, you know, halfway through the second act or whatever, I was like, oh, wow, it's going down. But uh, the opening scene, I think, is is very iconic. The whatever he is, little squirrel guy, trying to just trying to get his nut, man. So you know, he's just hungry. You can't really, you know, disrespect somebody who's just trying to, you know, eat in an ice age. But it's an okay film. Ray Romano, you know, standout performance, you could say. But I, I, it's something I'll probably never watch again, and I'll never watch any of the sequels. But you know, it's funny. It's still in like the cultural zeitgeist. You still have people who look like Sid the the sloth and everything. So shout out that as well. But that, that's pretty much all I gotta say about it. Went a little long there. But yeah, I, I wanted I wanted you to really get all your thoughts on Ice Age. Now. <laughs> uh, what I'll say is, you know, it's funny because we also, you know, in my high school, there was a kid that was called Sid the sloth, and it's an <laughs> oh. unfortunate thing. It, it's never good, but it's the way it is. Hey, if you like. If you look like Sid the Sloth, shout out. Honestly. I think that's a great thing, personally. Um, it's okay. He was a fine. People <laughs> liked him. He wasn't really getting bullied. It, it was okay. Uh, six uh, Ice Age films, though, Cody. That's oh, insane. That's and, you know, Blue Sky Studios closed or whatever, or whatever it was, 20th centuries. I don't know. It's over. Ice Age is done. And that squirrel finally got his nut. So good for him. And let's move on to our recommendations. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Cody, what have you been into? It's been a while since we recorded. So uh, tell yeah. me about it. Is there, is there anything you've been lis- watching, listening to, hanging with? I mean, yeah, there's been a lot. And I probably will not remember all of it. So I'm sure as <laughs> the coming weeks go by, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I checked that out too. But I forgot to talk about it. But on my short list of, of big things that I finally checked out, Thor was one of them, Love and Thunder. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because uh, I kind of thought it was a piece of dog shit, if I'm being completely honest, which really sucks because I like pretty much all the actors, all the characters. I like Taika. I know you do as well. But yeah, I, I did not think it was, it was very good on any, any standards, really, which, which really sucks. I didn't hate it that much, but I just think it was just like, okay. Um, there's some stuff I enjoyed. There was some comedy that felt really old and tired. Some stuff that felt rushed and didn't look super great, which is a little sad. Um, and overall, just, just a weird story. The, yeah. the, the way they integrated the character of Jane was kind of ineffective. Um, something that I think is a good thing to think about is Tessa Thompson cast by Taika Waititi. She gets his humor. She's there for a reason. Chris Hemsworth was good friends with Taika Waititi and was brought in, um, or he brought in Taika specifically because they worked well together and they knew each other and they had a similar sense of humor. Natalie Portman is not a Taika Waititi, you know, entrant or, or casting. And I, I, th- I just don't think she, her character quite fits the tone of the world. And it was interesting to kind of see them bring her back. Um, I would, I'm, I'm glad she was brought back. I just think she, it could have been in her own movie or in her own way. And it didn't need the Taika Ragnarok treatment, especially a cancer story. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, for Taika's, you know, film, that's not, I don't think, what he would want to put in there. So maybe a little just MCUification in there, but 
yeah overall i thought a lot of the jokes missed and the story was boring and i didn't really care about the villain so tough stuff you didn't like the villain really christian bale didn't do it for you i mean i love christian bale obviously you know probably the best working actor today because that's the one thing that people have at least said has been great about this movie is that it has a good villain yeah but but it's it's such a different movie than you know what 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 everything else is everything else is campy taika and then this is like i mean it's literally he's like he's trying to like murder children it's like some big time just like lecturing children which i don't particularly care about anyways but yeah i thought there was a lot of interesting choices i think visually it, it is you know very very good obviously the vfx whole uh controversy is what it is but i don't know i will say the stuff on like the planet in black and white white looked cool Uh, some of the technical technological stuff they did and the way that they did the lighting that seems really interesting they shot at different frame rates and then did all of the lighting and changes in post where they had complete control of everything and um that stuff was very effective so Uh, there are some small bright spots in this movie yeah I mean, plotless. I I didn't like the ending at all either. It's is it's kind of just a total wash for me. Even the end credits, I was like, I I don't particularly care. But anywho, we move on to the next. She Hulk first episode came out, and uh, I don't think you liked it actually. I actually really loved the first episode. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, did you? Are you hating on it? What's going on? I haven't even said anything, and you're you're saying I don't like it. No, I, I thought I, you, you said you didn't like it. You told me that. No, I thought it was fine. Um. <laughs> I think you're mistaken. I think someone else told you that. Uh, She-Hulk was okay. I was listening to a podcast earlier that brought up a good point. Is like, how far have we come that it's 2022 and we have like Mark Ruffalo and Tatiana Malazani like on this TV show where they're they're Hulks and it's just like these two Hulks talking to each other and this is like what TV is for us now and I, I don't know if I like it. There, I'm a big fan. Tatiana <laughs> Maslany, I think, is, is really good. No, they're both them. great. It's just like, like this could have been a movie, you know, a couple of years ago, or it would have been a movie. And it's just like, I know it's like a, I know this That's is supposed to be like a powerful project, though. I know, but it's just like when, especially when it's Hulk. I, Hulk is my favorite superhero, Cody. Is he? I don't know if you know God. that. He sucks. Uh, I, I just have always enjoyed like the character of the Hulk, and uh, I he's been done so dirty by the uh mcu at large i mean he's been nerfed a little bit which is understandable but i mean for a pilot episode i thought it was solid and you know the, the i don't fight know at the end doesn't really make sense editing wise but no that that's what i was gonna say the the fight at the end kind of has me worried just because well, it was also jamila uh jaman or whatever her name is yeah love her but i don't know I, I don't know where they're gonna go with it like it's a cool setup and everything but like, I think Jamila is like the main villain and she just got her ass whooped in one punch. So I'm interested to see the next episode, but I am a little, you know, taken aback. I, I, I'm not like having crazy high expectations for the entire series just because like these MCU shows, they usually have pretty decent uh, pilots. And then after that, it's, it's kind of just a wash. So we'll see. Yeah. But I did want to shout out two other things super quick. Fantastic Mr. Fox, I checked out for the first time. Uh, delightful little film from Wes Anderson. Uh, great performances all around as well. The Clue Man killing it for years. But uh, I really like that movie. I, I'm probably going to watch it again. Uh, so definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. And then uh, I also checked out Get Out for the first time, um, which was long overdue. 
but it's pretty good. Uh, it's a lot funnier than I thought it'd be too. But I mean, it's dark. It's very interesting visually. I think uh, Jordan Peele does a lot of cool stuff. And then like just horror wise, I'm not a big horror guy, obviously, but like it's more of like a thriller than than anything horror really. So I enjoyed it a bunch, and I'm excited to see Nope. I mean, team up Daniel Kaluuya and, and Jordan Peele as many times as you want after seeing that. But yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, obviously, Get Out is fantastic. Uh, for me, I mean, I've seen a ton of movies since our season finale. I'll just kind of list off a couple highlights that I think you should go check out. Um, Prey, which is the prequel to the Predator franchise that you can find on Hulu. Really cool story, especially in terms of representation. Um, entirely indigenous cast. There's a dub of the movie that's entirely in Comanche. Um, on Hulu, which is the first time that's ever happened. Just a really cool movie. And also just like a revitalization of a, a franchise that probably maybe only has like one other good movie anyways. <laughs> so pray, shout out. Uh, I watched the Uncharted movie. Don't watch that. It's on Netflix. Uh, bodies, 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 Bodies is a fun, you know, Gen Z horror movie that is currently in theaters, A24. Rachel Sinow is a fantastic actress and is easily the star. And there's not... And too much Pete Davidson, which is a great thing. Uh, Ripping on my boy Pete after uh, he's going through a break. Yeah, I know it's a tough time for <laughs> for old Pete. Uh, E.T., I saw that in IMAX. They're re-showing it. Yeah. Tell you what, I mean, Steven wow. Spielberg, he's a master of his craft. E.T. is a little uh, alien that I want to kick, but whatever. I love that movie. The Clover, I watched Cloverfield for the first time, you know, interesting movie, you know, kind of metaphor for 9-11 and the impacts that had on New York afterwards. And Mm -hmm. then I also watched 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is another kind of disaster horror thriller movie, which is also very good. Both of those are are fun. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox is, I guess, going to be next on my list, but I've heard bad things. And also apparently that guy is directing Captain America 4, which is not really yeah. Oh, God. yeah uh i watched shazam for the first time so that wasn't yeah. too bad uh yeah. news today that warner brothers only has the money to put out black adam and don't worry darling so does that mean shazam is not going to come out this year I'm, I'm not sure i'm a little questioning about that but concerning moves from warner bros discovery uh and then the one that i want to shout out that is a great movie that came out last year the worst person in the world uh was nominated for i think best screenplay and best score but really fantastic movie you can watch it on hulu or no you can't you can rent the movie (laughs) but the worst person in the world is uh really good so definitely check it out okay a lot of good racks it is on hulu actually so you can watch it (laughs) so there you go all right that is all Thank you for joining us for the season premiere of season four. Check us out next week where we go bigger and better. Always. Stay Gavin. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Jesus. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.